everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Bro Brokers. I am Josh, and with me as always is my co-host... Daniel Craig. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Um, how's things, Dan? Things are, things are slow, things are okay. Um, same shit, different day. Same shit, <laughs> different day. <laughs> nothing inspiring to, to... Sorry. Nothing inspiring to talk about. Right now, no. for myself. Middle of June, half-year slump, maybe? Nah, no chance. There are a few big things going on, but, you know, uh, good things come to those who wait, so right now I'm just waiting. Fair enough, mate. I think I should probably wait less and do more. Some would say, pull the finger out, but how can you pull the finger out of... When there's nothing to pull it out of. Yeah, what's the point? Like, Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. So, how is your tune going? What have you got on the board? Um, I've got about ninety-seven thousand on the board. <laughs> That's sick. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, I closed the Burj Khalifa leasing deal. Oh, congrats, um, mate! It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it's been a while. Isn't it? <laughs> I think by when we started this podcast, uh, I was like in the midst of it. <laughs> um, just different clients, different problems, <clears throat> lots of different shit to deal with, and uh, a few we had to kick out and forget about and start again and again and again. But with persistence comes prosperity, right? Yeah, mate, no, that's that's brilliant news, to be fair. Mm. All done, all dusted, signed up, checks in. And I see um, it didn't take you making a big deal to splash out some nice recording equipment. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the audio sounds better. We're improvising a little bit. We'll let Dan do a test run with a crisp. <laughs> no sound um, effects. So yeah, no sound effects don't work. So next week we're going to hopefully have uh, a video to accompany it. And the recording should be a little bit more. We're going to have another mic in place, so you should be able to hear us a little bit louder. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my week's been. Yeah, you just got yourself your new job. You yeah, started today. Started today. Yeah, that's good. Progress is for, rife. Progress is rife. Exactly, mate. After. Four weeks in between jobs, I think, now in total, maybe. Three and a half, something like that. Nice little break. Was going a little bit stir-crazy. It's good to be back in a job, good to be back in a proper office. Well done. Um, yeah, all right, first day, to be fair. Back uh, to reality. Back to reality, yeah. With normal people. With and... normal people, exactly. <laughs> people uh, that, uh, I hope it's not too boring for you, man. We've all been uh, you know, just plodding along while you've been in... <laughs> I don't know what kind of planet you've been on these oh, days. Oh, mate. Back to reality, it Back seems. to a proper, proper established, proper uh, running company. Yeah, about 300-odd brokers. Uh, I was doing sales progression, so conveyancing, what I was doing back in the UK. I think I spoke about it last week. But, yeah, good first date. Pretty quiet first date. Everyone on my team is on holiday. So it's literally me and two other people, none of which can train me or can do oh. an induction or anything. So hopefully tomorrow's going to be a little yeah. bit more... Uh, just sitting there with literally your finger up your arse pretty much yeah Yeah. exactly Uh, but no that's about it Uh, I got hit by a truck today on the way to work that was good fun it doesn't sound as bad as it is I got totaled by a truck took out half my car wing mirror flew off then so dramatic I've seen the pictures (laughs) looks like you've scraped a post (laughs) and made a dramatic story out of it but the prick the lorry hit me just tooted his horn twice put his arm up and drove off and that was the extent of his uh, commitment so yeah that not was a very, good start not very day. nice 
No, bit of a twat if you ask me. It's a busy road, mate, rush hour. <laughs> it was a busy road to you. rush hour. You should have been watching that. <laughs> <laughs> he kind didn't of... want to stop to hit me. He wasn't going to stop to exchange details, to be fair. Um, but yeah, other than that, mate... He um, should have done, though. It was a company van, probably. Yeah, presumably. I mean, it was old as fuck, so I don't think he gave a shit. But, um, oh, well, what can you do? What Yanni. to do, Yanni? Yanni. Uh, yeah, that's about it, man. So, um, have you been keeping up with any news these days? Or? Our famous segment, the news. Um, Not much to say today, but... Because <laughs> none of us looked into I, it. I just wanted to express my feelings towards Nicola Sturgeon being uh, arrested. Yeah, go on. No. When I don't. I don't know anything about this. What was she arrested for? So pretty much, there's claims about certain amount of money, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, right, uh, going missing. Dollars. Yeah, due to it was uh, uh, contributions made on a charitable level for uh, COVID and things like that, and apparently it's missing. Wow. So. You know, I don't think Nicola Sturgeon was literally... She may have been the fault of it, I don't know. But I'll tell you something. When she first came in to Independence, I was one of the guys that was like, yeah, Independence. (laughs) Of course you were. And I didn't think there was a bad bone in that woman's body. I think she's a lovely person, but over the course of time, I sort of started to realise that um, the whole of the UK's politics, Scotland and England and whatever you want to call it, um, the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seem to like all these politicians are just trying politics for their own personal gain. And you don't think Nicholas Sturgeon was? Well, now I'm starting to think. Well, I, now I'm not Come starting on. to think, but I'm seeing it clearly, a bit more clearly that actually maybe her party is a bit of a joke. Didn't she resign a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago or something? She's yeah. or she announced that she'd be stepping down as leader. She right? stepped down. Yeah. Do you think that's got anything to do with this? She stepped down before it came perhaps, out the Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. I don't know. I've, I've seen, I've listened to two very short mentions of it in podcasts like Financial Times, um, Global, uh, BBC, and I need to look into it a bit more. Because then I watched a YouTube podcast and the guy just said, yeah, she's a, a national disgrace to Scotland. <laughs> and I thought, oh, damn. Uh, better start looking into this a bit more. <laughs> so I've got a bit of research to do. Fair enough, mate. Um, yeah, speaking of podcasts, there was a brilliant podcast. Do you watch Diary of a CEO? No. He's fucking brilliant. It's Stephen Bartlett, and he had on. You know, I'm not sure. I don't think I sent it to you, but he had on uh, one of the uh, creators of AI. Right, this chat GPT. Okay. They is had it, him it's, on. it's quite long. This. Quite yeah. It's like a two-hour thing. Mate, yeah, I think I've seen it on YouTube, it but I haven't watched it yet. Please watch it. It's properly intense. Like, we recorded our AI podcast mm. after I watched it, a yeah. couple of days after it came out as well. So you watched it before last week? No, I watched it after. Oh, like, it right. came out before we recorded, but I right. watched it after. But he's basically saying, like, we're in the end. This is a creator of AI, by the way. He said, we're now in the end. He likened it to the Oppenheimer bomb. And the Nazi scientists and everything, oh, which is pure coincidence, by the way. I swear to you, I hadn't watched it first. But he was like, now that it's out there, in two years, it will be, it will be ruling us. This is like the guy that created it. He said, in two years' time, it will be ruling us. Yeah, like iRobot? Like iRobot, like Terminator. He Mate, said... 
I am watching iRobot today. <laughs> what, mate, you should genuinely, if you're going to watch iRobot, watch this podcast first. Seriously. I've got a long night ahead. <laughs> it's fucking scary shit, man. He's literally like, he says at one point, um, he, so the guy that created it, his kid died five, ten years ago, something like that. And the host says to him, right now in this world with AI becoming what it is, if you were given a wish to bring your kid back, would you? And he goes, no, not with AI like this. That's pretty deep, man. Come on. Come on. Um, I mean, what, 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 how can you bring back someone who's dead? No, but it's like a hypothetical. Would you bring back your kid into this world? And he said no. Mm. He said other things like... Because um, one of the captions was... Don't bring your kids into the AI yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He flat out says, if you're thinking of having a baby, wait two years to see what happens. Mate, it's fucking... And this is the guy that created it. And he said there's no going back. So what, he created it, and then whoever it was, Google or whoever it was that put it on the open web, did so against his wishes, and that's why he quit. Because he was like, as soon as it goes out there to the world, that is it. I think you mentioned this about companies will use it for good or for bad because it gives them the edge, right? And we spoke yeah, about Bing and all that sort of stuff. Because they need to still keep competing. Really. Exactly. So he said it's going to continue to grow in intelligence because these companies are going to make it. And then he said, okay, well, what if we make a law that says companies aren't allowed to use it? And he turned around and said, because it's out there now, some kid in his mum's basement or something will start coding it and it will eventually take over. He said the cat is out of the bag. There is now nothing we can do to stop it. He said the only thing we can do to slow it down is if you're an investor, invest in good AI, which is AI run by people that are using it just for information. And he said, yeah, that was basically it. So basically, honestly, it's damning. Like, watch that before you watch iRobot because he's basically saying we're there. Okay. <laughs> he's basically saying we're well, there. Well, we need to start making super robot-destroying... Chainsaws or something. <laughs> it's game over, man. It's game over. He said, we'll all be living on islands, unemployed, because there won't be any jobs for us. Oh. He, be- he said, if we train the AI right, it won't destroy us. But, but it will farm us. It will farm us, basically, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's quite mad. This is the guy that created it. Honestly, I'll link it in this episode's description. Please go and watch it. It's fucking amazing. Um, I might uh, I watched another. So, did you see the whole thing on Twitter about the documentary "What Is a Woman"? I don't watch. I don't go on Twitter. No, nor do I. But it's hit the news and everything. Paul Pierce Morgan what's the, it on it. What's it like to be a woman? What is a woman? Is what, what is the a woman? Okay. Called, right? So it was released a year ago, and apparently Twitter shut it down. It wasn't allowed to talk about it. It was pulled from all the cinemas and everything. And then Elon Musk of all people got involved and was like, "No." I'm going to pay you for this film and I'm releasing it for free on Twitter because people oh, need to see it. this documentary. So I watched it with Laura. And basically, what it's all about is uh, with transgender and all these different like cis males and all this sort of stuff. Right. Um, like, what is... What is a woman? What is a woman, basically, right? So the issue that has caused it is... There was a trans woman, so a man that had transitioned into a woman, yeah. that used the woman's toilets in a gym in America, right? Right. I'm a trans woman, I should be able to use the woman's toilets. That was his mentality. 
her mentality, whatever you want to fucking call her, um, turned out that... So all the women started writing and complaining, this is a man, he should not be allowed to use our toilets. Uh. So this gym received all of these complaints. Um, he then raped two women in these toilets. Oh, my God. Uh, and then it was, it was then found out that he was like a convicted paedophile. He had a record and everything, right? So it's caused this outrage at the minute that is a trans woman a woman or is a trans woman a trans woman, right? That's the big debate that's going well, on. Well, based on that example alone, if it was to be accepted, then, then there's people out there who would abuse the system as they do. And essentially it could be a problem, couldn't it? But the argument is... So, you can now identify. I could turn around today and say, I identify as a woman. Does that then give me the right to go into the girls' bathroom? At least do as a courtesy and make yourself look like a woman. I don't know, man. It's very. I don't get involved with this. So, <laughs> Honestly speaking, I, I try to stay away from it. So, the, but the whole documentary is he's going around to all these psychologists, he's going around to all these surgeons that will do the transition yeah. for you and stuff like that. And he's saying, he literally point blank asks them the question, What is a woman? What is the definition of a woman? So, so I'm putting the question out to you, What's the it definition goes down of a woman? To the bare bones of science and biology chromosomes, man. Right? So, is a boy XY and a woman's XX? Something like that, right? Right. Yeah. So if a boy's XY, then biologically that is a male, physically as well. Chop his dick off, give him female hormones, still a male. Yeah. But a feminine male. A fe- yeah, no, that's sort of what the documentary is trying to get and across. I, 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 if you have a feminine male and then a lady who wants to trans uh, thing we into a man... She's still an XX chromosome. She takes male testosterone and all that. Right? That's a manly woman. Yeah. Now, if they were both the same height, and you've got manly woman and a feminine man, <laughs> yeah. Which one's stronger? The man. Right. Yeah. So they, again, he goes into case studies about because um, which one can get pregnant. Well, this is another thing. There the manly was, woman, not so the So it's Pride Month man. at the minute, right? And um, like something like Glamour magazine or something like that did a trans man that was pregnant as the cover, and that has caused outcry because it's Glamour. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. She was a woman, oh, transitioned right. oh, to a man, okay. and then decided to get pregnant as the man. Whoa. Right, so, and it says trans man pregnant, deal with it. Something like that is the headline, right? And it's causing outcry because they're like, no, you're not a pregnant man. You're a pregnant woman that's transitioned into a man. Like, so the whole debate is he's going around to all these psychologists, all these surgeons, and he says, what is a woman? And none of them can answer. His point is that gender should be based on biology, right? Or no, sorry. So I think the summary of it is that gender is split into sex and gender. So your sex is what you are biologically, but gender needs to be a social construct. Right, so I, off, yeah. my gender, I identify as a male, but my biological sex so, is I'm a woman. Right, so they need to accept that as well then. 
exactly which this community isn't doing right? ah, because there's the only way, way you can make it easier isn't it it's the only way you can have people truly understand and acceptance is everything yeah, you are no, li- exactly, literally exactly. you are something if you want to identify something else alright but it's still when you go back to the whole bathroom story mate it's difficult so we're obviously men right? we can't really comment on this too much and I think yeah, our, we can identify yeah, as true, a male true my gender is a male but from the but okay so I think our generation is pretty fucked up I was going to say pretty like equal right our generation doesn't have too much gender discrimination, in my opinion, not compared to 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, right? We're definitely the generation that are making, that are seeing the effects of the progress made, right? Okay. Laura came up with her point of view, because J.K. Rowling got cancelled for this and got called transphobic, right? But Laura's point of view is, when you're a woman, and she's a different generation as well, but when you're a woman, you're, you act differently when you're with a man than when you would with a female you have your guard up you sort of you're on edge a little bit you can't really be yourself because you don't know what this man is thinking right right she then says to introduce that into a bathroom to then suddenly not know if you're in there with who is genetically a man is really scary for it. and then you see stories like this about this transition man woman whatever yeah. you say because then raped it so she's massively against it well that is a <laughs> You know, when uh, lawyers are in the courtroom, they, re- they go back to laws and s- cases where, you know, that were hundreds of years old in yeah. some cases. Yeah. They're like, here's a case that's similar to this one and it's um, metaphor, right, or whatever, comparison. And if you were to bring that story into a courtroom arguing against it, then... This is plain as day, in my opinion. It's like, well, one person, we gave them the rights to go and use the bathrooms, and this happened, so see you later. Like, we're not doing it anymore. Like, Australian guns. Guns used, yeah, to, yeah, guns used yeah. to be legal. Then someone had a mass shooting. People got shot, and they just started shooting each other. They went, you're all fucking idiots. We're taking them off you. Yeah. So, is that a similar case? Yeah, to mate, I totally against? agree. Like, I totally agree. So, when you, when you put it into that perspective, yeah, I, I think... The third bathroom is in order in that case. A trans bathroom, yeah. I, uh, you've got, no, there's three gender bathrooms. Right. No, you can't do that. Because then there'd have there's to be three, four. There's two sex bathrooms. Yeah. And the middle is everything else. Yeah, <laughs> everything else. Well, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where the aliens come from. Ra- yeah. the, the, what do they call it? The, the rainbows, the LGBT. Q plus, whatever Bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet they'll have a fucking party down there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they'll have a fucking great time in there. And that'll... I don't but think... But then that, what would you do? Would you fit it with urinals or would you fit it with cubicles? Oh, uh, just the cubicles. But where's the space for it? Um, think of Golden Diamond Park's bathrooms, right? Where are you going to install another bathroom filled with cubicles and urinals? Right, use a... Uh, Security can take an office elsewhere, and then they'll make another one. In there. <laughs> all right, and what about all the clubs and stuff? Clubs, same thing. They've got a water connection. You just need to have less usable space for the bar and stuff. Like, uh, but then that's directly impacting business. Um, correct. Are you saying it's a worthy sacrifice? It's better than someone being raped. 
Fucking hell, that's not what I was getting at. But yeah, you're right. If it prevents rapes, it's absolutely worth it. Uh, but I just mean like, I don't think that's a solution because I don't think that's feasible in the economy. What do you mean feasible in the economy? It's just an extra bathroom. Yeah, but, but do you know how much bathroom space, how much space is taken up by bathroom? If you've got, say, two or three cubicles. Have you seen the one at McCafferty's and GVC for the guys? Yes, yeah. You call that a bathroom? <laughs> yeah, Are exactly. You me, so where's another bathroom going to go? If, they, if we can bear, you can fit four or five lads in. But they, no, 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 no. They've already made the mistake of not having enough bathroom space for the general public. Do you know what I mean? Never yeah, mind. So how are businesses now going to have a transfer? The bathrooms will get smaller to accommodate for this third bathroom. Not necessarily. I think we replace the disabled with it. That's not. That's not good. No. Why not? Why not? Make it shared. Disabled no and LGBT. No way. Why? No way. Why? It's there. They're big bathrooms. Just add a couple of cubicles in there. No. Can't do that. You still need a disabled bathroom at the end of the day. And then you're changing regulations of businesses as well. As yeah, true, like, true. You still true. need a disabled bathroom. Don't go there. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think an extra bathroom is the issue. I think people should stop getting sex changes. Come at me, cancel me, I don't care. I don't think it should happen. Well... I was being politically neutral right now. I'm not going to agree or disagree with that. I'm going to keep myself quiet. But um, moving on. Right, okay, so topic of the week. We're not politicians. We can leave that for some Yeah, yeah, fair enough. We'll let the powers powers that be do it. All right, so um, today's topic. Dan thinks we've spoken about this before. I don't think we do. And I do the editing, so I think I'm right. Um, We're going to do the steps to relocating to Dubai. Right, we're just going to run through a few of them. I've got maybe five or six points here that you can then put your feedback to and uh, we'll see where we go from there. So point number one. Well, OK, no. So point number one. one. <laughs> Hopefully that would have worked. So you came out with a job, right? Yeah. A salary job, yeah. not a broker. Yeah. Did you have any savings with you? No. Okay. You just took a part. You knew you were getting a salary, so you come out, right? Yeah. So when I, did, I came out... I had to borrow money from my mum for the first time in my life. Fair enough. Which Fair I paid back. Nice. <laughs> you hope so, with 97 fucking K on the board. Um, <laughs> so <coughs> when I came out, I obviously came into commission only. So they say you need to have £7,500 saved up to come out into this job. How much, £7,500. That's a lot of money. And now... Companies have started checking bank accounts as well. They want to see a bank statement. And it's gone up to £10,000 as well. Wow. Yeah, it's insane, right? That's a lot of money. That's quite a lot of money. You don't have that when you come out of uni. You don't have that. No, when... exactly. Right? The only way you can do it is if you've been working in the UK for five years. Someone puts it into your account, you send awesome. off the statement, and then you send it back. That is a way around it, yeah. But I reckon you probably need that amount of money. When you think... £10,000, no way, man. You don't reckon? 50,000 dirhams? How no long? You can survive out here on 10,000k and less. Theorems? Yes. A month? Yes. So when you first come out here, though, let's say you go straight into real estate like I did, it was about three months before I was earning yeah. any money to survive. So 10, 10, 10, and you've got 20 to play with. 
Yeah, but that's still not far off the 10K, do you know what I mean? And I was living, like, I wasn't going out. I was barely affording anything. I was eating beans and rice, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a tough fucking life. I think that's about right. Yeah, to be honest, it does give people a bit of breathing space. So. And it takes the stress off as well. Right? And when you come straight to Dubai, you end up looking for convenient things while you you know, settle down and sort yourself out. So, yeah, you end up paying premium for furnished places. Yep. Um, you know, a car that's rented. And yep. then you don't realise that how expensive the supermarkets are and you end up getting into the Taliban trend and <laughs> ordering food in every day. So, um, so yeah, so that was, uh, that was the point. So, firstly, if you're coming out to be a broker, you need savings. I would say between, I would say five grand then. If we're going but, off what you say, fire yeah, if, if you don't drink, that's a bonus. There's a huge bonus. Although it's not that expensive out here anymore. That's a lie. It's, it's not. It's still 50 dirhams a pop in a pub. Yeah, but you can go now and get... Your, you can uh, buy your you own booze and your drink at home. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Well, <laughs> it'd be all right if you're in like a flat share or something. It's hard for people when they first come to a country like this, where there's bars and nightlife everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. you join a real estate company not to go out. That's hard. That's a that huge thing. Yeah, that's a huge thing. That's what, to be fair, House and House did say that to me as well. They were like, don't get sucked into this lifestyle. Take it easy. Spend what you earn. So I was sort of lucky with that. Did you get sucked into the lifestyle? No, not when I first came out, to be fair. It was very sensible. Well, mate, I did. <laughs> but you were earning a salary. I right? went balls deep yeah. into that. Mate. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but fun. you could afford it like you I obviously could, yeah. stopped when you know like first year of commercial you quieted down a little bit do you know what I mean I tried yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one to come out of man <laughs> seriously and you just get home you realise how much you're spent and you're like oh my god but it's okay because I'm on a salary <laughs> like that's the feeling you get and when you're in real estate completely different yeah, mate, it's, it's heartbreaking some mornings oh, what have, have I done <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> I thought I had. I thought I had a low budget. Now I'm just. Oh my god! That's really. it. I can't eat again. <laughs> so um, right, savings is the first thing. I've then got flight booked. That's relatively easy. Um, company. So I would say come out with a job. Right. Don't come out here without a job. Yeah. You'd true, be stupid true. too. Right. Um, well, sometimes if you can't seem to get one at home. And you just take a, like you said, a chance. You meet people over here and, you know, 20% of them are real estate agents. But if you can't get a real estate agent job from home, what difference is being here going to be? Do you know what I mean? You can knock in the front doors. But why would they say yes to you in person but not over the phone? I don't know. So our company lined up is number two. Number three, right, and I cocked up on this, and I've got a bit of a story. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before. Pre-book a taxi from the airport. Fair point? Uh, Get the metro. Or get the metro, yeah. When I walked out of the airport, it was like six o'clock in the morning, my flight landed, something like that. I did the red eye to keep the cost down. I've walked out of the airport, and there's it's full of people with signs, and people standing there, can I help with your bags? Can I give you a lift? Blah, 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 blah. I'd been told Dubai was a pretty bougie place, right? Yeah. So I assumed, oh, they're going to help with my bags. Lovely. So this guy has come up to me, little fella, not dressed in a suit or a uniform or anything like that. He goes, can I take your bags, sir? 
So I've gone, oh, you can take that one. And I kept my little carry on oh, no. right? And, uh, okay, follow me, follow me, follow me. And uh, we go past the exit of Dubai Airport. And we go, like, up a stairwell. And we go, like, across this empty hallway of airport that I've never seen before. And we go to this, like, back alley. And we stood there on the side. And I go, where, where is everyone, sir? He goes, oh, it's a quiet place, quiet place. Be cheaper. I've gone, okay. This is interesting. And um, the most dented and scraped and rough-looking car pulls up, screeches up, I reckon, like he'd raced, almost like he pulled his handbrake up to stop. No markings on the car or anything. Boot pops immediately, and this guy, without hesitation, lobs my suitcase into the boot and starts trying to put it down, right? So I've had to wedge my, like, uh, carry-on thing in between the boot and the lid so that it's not fucking closing. Like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Get him back, get him back. Bring that with you. Try to close the boot lid with my bag in the back of it, right? I had to literally, like, basically push him away, grab my bag out of the back, and he dived in that car and it drove off. So before I'd even left Dubai Airport, I nearly got robbed. Basically, they were 100% trying to rob me. <laughs> so, pre-book a taxi. Is what you don't need say. to pre-book one. Go to the, ta- go to the taxi ride. You rank. don't know where that is. Go These to the people taxi were rank. at the taxi ride. They're like, let me take your bags. It's like, yeah, fine. I'm in Dubai. Take my bags. This is the life. <laughs> oh, you got punked. I totally got fucked, yeah. Oh. I totally got fucked. So, I've got another story. Book a taxi is my thing. Just yeah. book it. It's not It's not expensive. Just go Just to the taxi rank and wait for people to direct you. Until you see an actual taxi. Yeah, maybe ha- ask some airports. Get, get a Hala yeah. taxi if you're on a budget. If you feel like spending and getting bougie, then take one of the limos. But if someone comes and asks you, do you want a taxi... Just say, are you at the taxi ride? And even if they're trying to rob you, they'll probably say, yeah. Like, so it's best to just go to the right. Right, right fair enough. So my next top tip is get a SIM from the airport. Okay. I didn't do this. And uh, that will come back to haunt me in my next story. Just get a SIM from the airport. You get a, I think if you fly with Emirates, they give you a free tourist SIM now. Um, you get like a gigabyte of data and like, I don't know, 10 minutes calling or something really? like that. Yeah, it's really cool, right? So definitely take advantage of that. And then if you do get kidnapped by a fake taxi, at least you've got a phone on you as well. Yeah, you can still call the emergency numbers on your normal phone. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But the, 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 uh, what would you say, the foreign rates do apply. (laughs) But if you're up for some free minutes, then make sure you get that tourist (laughs) phone before you get fucking assaulted. So get the tourist phone. And when I came out here, I booked a hotel for the first couple of months, right? Okay. Because that's cheaper than doing like a and b um, And it's fine. You don't have a kitchen. Just stay in a one bed in a hotel. Good rates. If you say you're staying for a month, two months, three months, they'll give you monthly packages as well, which are considerably yeah, cheaper yeah. than the nights. Um, that's why I did. What, did you do that when you first came? Um, I did, yeah. For three months, I did it. Um, the company paid for it at the time. Nice. But I remember the rates being okay. It was like, 5000 6000 a month, which is still pretty expensive at the time four years ago. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I paid 2800 two yeah, years ago. And yeah. when it was up to my own devices, I ended up moving out into this, um, into shared accommodation. Really. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, so I did the same thing. I was about three or four months in, uh, in um, this hotel. So after I'd been robbed or tried to be kidnapped at the airport, Managed to get in a taxi and went to the hotel. 
and I booked it through this like booking.com but it wasn't booking.com sort of thing right like, Again, I'm not sure you if I've mentioned this. So story. many fucking errors. Mate, I should have got on that next flight home. I don't know why I persevered. <laughs> Gone up to the desk. I'm like, Joshua Burt, I'm here to stay. Okay, so no problem. Let me have your passport, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we've got no booking under your name. Fuck. I didn't get a tourist sim, by the way, as I just said. So I'm like, shit. Shit, what do I do? Like, I prepaid for this hotel for a month, and now they've got no thing of my booking. So I'm there, I'm then calling the company that did it. Bearing in mind it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, UK time, maybe even uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Not getting through. I think my phone bill that month was about 400 quid. Because I was just calling, calling, calling. And for the next two weeks I was calling, calling, calling as well. Turns out this company that I'd booked it through had done the booking, taken my money, and then cancelled the booking with the hotel then refunded the money and not refunded it to me. But I obviously didn't know this at the time. It's 6am in the morning. I'm in a foreign country. I'm fucking fuming. I've nearly been robbed. I now don't have my hotel room. So I had to pay again. Like They were like, I'm really sorry. We refunded the money accordingly. We can't do anything to help you. So I had to pay again. And uh, yeah, I spent that first couple of days constantly calling back home. Not... You know, all I could get is a tourist sim, so you don't get minutes because you don't have your own minutes idea or anything. So, yeah, my phone bill was about 400 quid. I lost about five, 600 quid on the initial hotel booking. And then I had to pay another five, 600 quid to get this hotel booking. Jeez, man. I tell you, I should have got on the flight home. That was a sign of No, mate. No. Mad, isn't it? To this day, they have not responded to a phone call, a text, or an email. Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years. I'm still fucking angry about it. Right. Should have reported them to the police or something. What, what can you do? Report them to the police? What can you do? I was stuck in a foreign country. Or something. Damn, I don't know if we're giving off much good advice here. but hopefully Are you people... joking? This is do what uh, I don't do. Yeah, true. It's uh, what to watch out for. Get yeah. a proper taxi. Book a proper hotel with the hotel directly. And get a tourist sim. If I'd have done those things. I, maybe my life in Dubai would be completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so my start was an absolute fucking shit show, to be honest with you. Unlucky. Um, so, yeah, you then obviously have to rent a car, which is 1,500 to 2,000 dirhams nowadays, I would say. True, yeah. But, and I think you can probably testify to this, as soon as you can buy a car, right? Yeah, as soon as you can. As soon as you can. Because it's just a fucking pit of money, isn't it? Just chucking this pit of money down the drain. Um, your visa will come through when you join your company, three or four weeks, something like that, presumably. That's when you'll get your Emirates ID. When you get your Emirates ID, you can then upgrade your SIM to, like, Do or Etisalat or Virgin is the best one. I definitely recommend I would say Virgin, Virgin yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're doing Virgin, don't rely on the whole number and contact thing changing. Like, you got a tourist number, scrap it. Yeah. And then yeah. just go direct with Virgin and then get that sim. And yeah. their rates will be 20 times better than oh. do and a Tesla. I'm still with the Tesla. I'm getting robbed. Yeah. 300 and something dirhams a month. Fucking hell. What do you get for that? I get maybe 15 gigs of data and like 300 minutes. That's not terrible, to be fair. I think mine's 600 dirhams 
but, yeah. But think about it. That's that's what like fifty five pounds. People are paying. People are paying off iPhones. You know, in the, the latest iPhone yeah. plus their data package for that. Yeah. Money, yeah? So it's yeah. it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Virgin is cheaper. It's still quite expensive compared to the UK, but it is definitely yeah, cheaper. Yeah, you get a lot more bang for your buck. Um, any other tips for relocating to Dubai, Daniel? Um, I would say initially, don't worry too much about where you're staying. If you're planning on renting a car, I'd say even just go straight for the JVCs, go straight for the options. I think just keep people, it are, people are quite happy in Barsha yeah. um, when they first get yeah, here. Yeah. It's not... You know, the, it's not the marina, it's not the business bay or whatever, but the rates are good and it's very central Yeah. and you can get anything. You need their supermarkets, sports, metros, taxis, pubs, everything. Yeah. It's all there. So It is a bit sort of like East London in terms of it's not the most <laughs> Dubai place that you can stay. But you'll spend your first year going out in the marina, out in downtown, you know, you'll go to all of these places, you'll then be able to decide where you want to set up sticks. So I would say definitely don't worry about where you're staying for the first couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you first get here, if you, if you do jump into a hotel first, um, I would look into the shared accommodation, like flat sharing. I wouldn't go more than four or five people, to be honest, but... Um, there's some nice villas out there with like nine individuals and very diverse people yeah. from all walks of life, and you'll get your own, you know, lockable room or something. But uh, yeah, when it comes to partitioned rooms, just be aware. Oh, just okay. don't do it, fucking hell! Mm. I kind of regret not doing a sharing villa or, or something like that I, I i did it and i don't regret it i had a good time i met some cool people i've got a few stories yeah exactly that's why that's why i regret not doing it but at the same time i don't think i could live with anybody you could go and try i don't it. think i could go do and it. try it mate. <laughs> <laughs> you meet everyone who's fresh off the boat and okay. if, they, if they see you i've um, been here three years and they're, they're like what are you doing <laughs> I yeah, just, exactly. uh, you know, it's good fun, you know. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I just hey. love the crack, yeah. You'd be like the senior at the junior dance or something. <laughs> you like. come to prom as a senior, yeah. Um, no, I think that's all I've got, to be honest, Dan. No other top tips for people relocating? Um, I just, honestly, uh, go fucking nuts, man. See the place, <laughs> but just be careful at the same time. Yeah, be sensible. Um, be responsible, well... You know, respectful is the word, not responsible. Yeah, uh, just do. Yeah, your thing. yeah, yeah. We've we've got episodes. Yeah, do your be thing, respectful. but be respectable because yeah. you'll just catch the wrong attention and get cuffed or something. Yeah, bad. Lots of horror stories. Yeah, um, but, um, I mean, got. I mean, relocating. Yeah, I would um, also say give it a year, right? At least you'll know within a year if it's for you or not. That said, I'm here two and a half years. I still don't know if this yeah, is where I want to be. Yeah, there's a few people in my company now um, who stayed there for a year and they made all right money and they just said, this place isn't for me yeah. and left. And I was like, good on you. I Do agree. you know what I mean? Yeah. They actually yeah. just left. They tried it and they left. I was like, well, good. Fair well, enough. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Whereas, can you? Uh, I don't know what we're doing. We're just kind of I don't know <laughs> what we're doing, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Hoping what we're that doing. we strike gold and find the end of the <laughs> rainbow or something. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I really don't know. To be fair, it's, 
It's going all right, mate. We're still here. We're surviving. My um, argument is it's better than the UK. That's what I keep on telling myself in my head over and over. It's better than the UK. Well, my brothers and sister all have pretty decent jobs now, and I would like to, to walk a, a mile in their shoes just to see if it really is better over here. <laughs> Because it's been a while, man, four years since. And I never worked a full-time job in the UK. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I did part-time for a very long time. And then when I got out of thingy, out of uni, and I got the job, I just quit my job. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to spend the next two weeks with my finger up my arse, <laughs> playing video games. Mate, I just keep on coming back to like a monetary value on the UK, right? Like, a 25k job out here, isn't that like you could quite easily earn 25k a month out here, right? Is that thousand pounds? No, 25,000 dirhams a month, right? Easy, I would say fairly easily over the course of three years, yeah, yeah, within three if years. If you, you went into a that. career and yeah, you would start off junior 10 to 15,000 a month yep. when you first get here, um, then by three years, I would expect you to have at least 25k going on, but that's. 60 grand a year roughly right it's actually a little bit more than that but that's roughly 60 grand a year in your back pocket right yeah well no tax right now no tax that's 60k tax free in your back pocket in the uk like a 60 grand a year job is quite a it's like it's a fair job right if you're earning 60 grand a year but then you get taxed on that right yeah. So if you're earning 60 grand a year... What's the percentage now? 23%? I think it's higher than that, mate. You'd have to put it in a tax calculator. I think it's pushing like 40% when you get up to 60. Uh, like it's huge, right? So I think when you're earning about 60 grand, after tax, you're only making about 30 grand a year in your back pocket, right? Once uh, you've got national insurance, once you've got taxes and stuff. Maybe yeah. we'll do that for the next episode. All right, with I'm national sure insurance and all that. Yeah. So, but what I'm trying to Coach say is... If you can earn 25k a month here, it's about 60k a year back in the UK. If you were to work out what you'd have to be earning before tax to get 60 grand in your back pocket, I think that's about 120k a year, man. Barely anybody's earning fucking 120k a year in the UK. You know, I was looking into buying property regulations and stuff, and apparently the best method in the UK nowadays is to open up an LLC company okay. and buy your own home through a company because the mortgages you can uh, use to um, work against tax. So you would say if you pay 500 a month pounds in mortgage, you can class that as an expense Okay. and against, right, against your tax. property business right, and okay, then rate okay. it off in tax. Mate, that's quite interesting to be fair. Mm. That's quite interesting. You still pay your corporate tax or something, but you wouldn't pay... As much as personal tax, yeah. Is there not something about you can't live in a residential building? Uh, you can't live in it, because would it technically be a commercial building if it's with a commercial mortgage? No, no. No, no I'm, I'm saying it's a business for real estate property. If you buy residential, it's a residential property. That doesn't change. Okay. Well, interesting, mate, yeah. But, yeah. Dan's top tip for the week. If you're buying a house, open up a company. Yeah, <laughs> buy it under the company. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that pretty much wraps us up, right? Yeah, man. Fair enough. Anything you want to add? Um, no, not at all. Just uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And As hope always. you enjoy yourself. Have a good day. And uh, if you want to know more, if you want a phone call even, 
if you're thinking about coming out, then... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I thought you were offering mortgage advice for no, a second. No, 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 no. If you want a phone call or something, then yeah, give us a buzz. Yeah, mate, write to us. Maybe uh, we can get you live on the next podcast. We can do that now. We've got the equipment for it. You can phone in and we can attach you up and record you properly. So if you wanted to start doing this remote, we could do that as well. Uh, well, yeah, maybe... <laughs> One day. Maybe okay. we could record When, when the next COVID We is. could record it on Zoom. Uh, no, you have to have a special recording software. No, you don't. That. You do, I'm sure. No, you don't. I'm sure. No, you don't. You just press record top left. Yeah? You can record a Zoom meeting. We could do it remotely. And there would be video. video yeah. And we could share a screen. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, food That's for, food for, food for yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't paid for this for nothing. You better bring that phone down next okay, week. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for listening, guys. Write to us. We don't have a topic to discuss next week, so it'd be great if you could write with us with what you want to hear us talking about. We'd really appreciate it. But otherwise, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Adios, amigos. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Adios, amigos. Bye.